0: Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals giving them. They do not reflect the opinions and views of all parties within or any and all sponsors. This is solely for entertainment purposes. Have fun and enjoy. It's
1: Operation Babble with Mike Shrews. It's pop culture, music, movies, TV too. It's time to explore lives.
0: It's Operation Babble.
2: welcome everybody to the first operation babble live we are here on an impromptu episode i am of course your host mike shrews here with my co-host and friend tivis tivis how are you doing tonight i'm running out of popcorn oh i need popcorn um real quick everybody let's introduce our guest we have with us today A returning guest austin Mosier. austin how you doing man i'm good how are you guys doing tired i feel that it. it's a new comic not, book
1: day i got some bangers today i want popcorn now too by the way uh- <laughs> it's <a> victoria's <laughs> idea except you took so long i'm almost out
2: <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know nah, that's cool what you're working on is cool um yes so uh real quick everybody and we have no one watching anyways right at this moment so i'm just going to keep talking until we have something to say um find us on all social media platforms facebook of course if you're watching us right now we are on youtube via the mike shrew's youtube channel um i am going to continue just talking anyways because we are going to drop this as an audio version as well later for everybody else i am also trying to get over to the operation Babel page and share this because i cannot find it right now there it is um and we will share should i have
1: like chat up or something in case someone joins if you want to i don't want to okay then don't we have comments (laughs) if if
2: anyone comments it does show up in the thing if you click comments off the side dude oh
1: does it okay Yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah Uh, So, if you guys are watching, please comment along with us and communicate and all the other fun stuff that you can or, yeah, I don't know, want to do. Um, So, guys, it's nighttime. I'm tired. Tibbet's made me want popcorn. What do we want to talk about? (laughs) Because there's a lot of shit going on right now in entertainment. have you seen Flash?
3: I have seen The Flash, yeah.
1: How'd you like the CG? jeez, dude uh it's
3: i think that it works a little bit sometimes because i think what um the director said you know when he says that when it looks weird it's usually in the when he's in the speed force and he's running and and everything kind of looks stylized Mm. i think sometimes i can get behind that and be like okay yeah, I get it. Yeah. But that also doesn't mean it looks good because it doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like the babies in the beginning were absolute horror shows.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, I honestly think this is going to be the new uh, litmus test for people. Who, like, will CG ruin a movie for you?
2: Oh, dude. The, the, the babies at the beginning were just horrible. And, and I'm surprised that they actually kept the shot in that movie with Ezra putting a baby a in baby. the microwave I, yeah, he you know his stuff so I'm just kind of like maybe not the best call but okay because so I'm just waiting for that meme to show up everywhere <laughs> well I mean it tanks so hard maybe nobody knows about it right.
3: <laughs> yeah. but it's a that, that's a, such a weird joke anyway like you could have yeah. had you could have had the baby, him put the baby in literally anything else, but like, but even like when they landed and he opened the door and like the microwave bings, ah. yeah, I'm like, what? We're <laughs> we implying that we just cooked this baby? <laughs> it's just it's, it's, just a, it's a, a a very weird choice.
2: Yeah, all it, around it was a lot of it was. Uh, sorry guys I'm telling my wife I love her because she's out of the town so we're she's gone.
1: oh that's why we're doing this
2: oh yeah heck yeah why not take advantage Tivis man and you're on vacation Tivis is on vacation that's another reason we can do this with him anyways at night I actually yeah. plan on doing these more often and hopefully do it on a scheduled time uh, potentially that way people are actually watching and talking along with us. stuff and be kind of fun to do um, I,
1: I just put this in the the group as well so we'll oh, see if we yeah, get she's more eyes. Calling
2: me, so you guys talk cuz she's calling me. Okay. <laughs> she might have seen me. <laughs> How
1: things going for you, Mosier
2: Oh, things are going all right. Busy
3: but good. I wish I was on vacation too.
1: Yeah, it's been a long year. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, i have I, vacation time i just haven't used it
1: have you been doing anything with uh, the uh, bigfoot studios recently
3: uh no we haven't really done much lately we we finally got um one another episode edited and up. it didn't really do anything it was it was kind of like a random It was, it took a long time. There was no like build up to it. It just dropped. And then it's just like, yeah, but yeah, we haven't, we haven't really done much. We we've all been really busy. Travis's wife is pregnant and uh, our other partner, he just does a lot of different stuff. He's in a band and he does a lot of video stuff on the side. And so, and I just got job and I was working two jobs for, Seven months or whatever, so it was just it's been jeez hard to yeah not do I've anything that. that's
2: insane, yeah don't do that don't don't kill yourself, dude
3: yeah i I am done with that now. <laughs> I enjoy having my my weekends back
2: uh-huh. <laughs> oh man that sucks um so other than you know life being life and just trashing on you have you been watching good shit at least dude
3: dude i've been
2: watching so
3: much lately i um i've been working real hard this year to watch like all the movies that i want to see like so many times i like miss out on stuff but i'm like i'm like hunting it down on streaming and like renting them on Amazon if I miss them in theaters and stuff like that. It's, it's yeah. I've I've seen some good stuff like this year. I this year's a surprisingly good year. Is a lot of good directorial debuts this year. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's like Christopher Nolan coming out with a new movie and Martin Scorsese and a lot of these. But there's a lot of like one of my favorite movies so far this year is uh past lives. I don't know if either of you saw past lives. No, not yet. Um, it's really good. It's, uh, written, directed by a director. Uh, get her name off the top of my head. Uh,
2: so. uh, directed by Celine song, Celine song. That's yeah. it written and directed yeah. by. Yep.
3: Yeah. She, and, and it's, a very sad movie, mm-hmm. but it's
2: really good. I um, I have not seen a lot of good stuff lately.
3: <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching a lot of bad stuff or you just haven't been watching much of anything?
2: Uh, not much of anything, at least new stuff. You know, yeah. I've been watching a lot more older stuff that I've seen in the past already. Like last night, I think I ended up watching Hangover 2. Which I'm just like, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the bad one of the three.
2: I Uh, thought the first one was worse, but that's because it was hyped up. It's the exact same
1: movie. The first two are interchangeable. Yeah,
2: somewhat, except you don't see Chicks with Dicks in the first one. so. (laughs) I don't know if I can say that anymore. Crap. We're live. (laughs) Oh, well, so sue me. They won't get much.
1: I finished and, Power Rangers Turbo. Um,
2: yeah, no, it was it's not a great movie. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's a lot of stupidness. Um, but yeah, other than that, like uh, I've been watching a lot of Godzilla, old Godzilla stuff. Nice. Uh, we found a uh, channel on Pluto that's mm. nothing but Godzilla, so it's like 50s, 60s Godzilla stuff. Uh, and then uh, we watched the Shin Godzilla film from twenty
1: eighteen, I believe it was, or sixteen. One of I've those heard ones. a lot of good stuff about that movie from Ooh, my yeah. buddies who watch Godzilla. That movie is freaking
2: awesome, and that Godzilla is a beast. <laughs> like, I I hope that they continue on doing more stuff with it.
1: Well, they got one coming up. I forget the name of it, but I think it's uh, in the same series as that new one of for the Godzilla. Yeah, hang on. Because I know they did a Shin um, Ultra
2: Ultraman has, uh, He did an Sh- Ultraman one as well.
1: No, it's giving me the friggin' next Godzilla vs. King Kong um, I don't know Oh, Godzilla minus one That's a, that's a
2: movie or a TV show? It's I, I thought that was like an animated Oh, okay Yeah, I'm not too familiar with with a lot going on right now. Um I think like the last thing I saw in theaters was Flash or Guardians, whichever came last. Oh Flash. Flash. Oh no, I did see uh the Spider Man uh Spider-Verse movie, the second one. (laughs) Which pissed me off. It pissed you off? Yeah, the ending. I didn't know it was a two-parter. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you guys. It's a, it's, gr- it, no, it's a great movie, but it, 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 it was definitely advertised as a two-parter. I didn't watch any of the advertisements. so just I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. They do this like just dead, like you're not, like a Star Wars ending almost. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, man, I literally said in the theaters out loud, and it was just me and my two kids. I was like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they got like three in the works. So there's no one that's focusing on the uh, Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider, whatever they're calling her in these movies. But isn't that, um, well, Ghost is who
2: she becomes uh, after after she's called Spider-Gwen, I thought... But uh, aren't they doing like live action? Because
1: it's rumored that it's going to be like Nicolas Cage's first TV show ever. Uh, I don't know if that's connected or not. But yeah, you're talking about the Amazon show, Spider-Man Noir.
2: Yeah. Which if that happens and he does it, that's like huge because he's never done a TV show. Out. Oh, and I just watched a western with him the other day. the The old way, oh
3: yeah, that, from Saban.
0: Is,
2: yeah,
3: is that that new one that yep. just came out? Yeah, I've I've almost watched it a few times, but I'm like, I don't know.
2: It's it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's and it's considered a western, but it's kind of like it. Most of the movie, the majority of the movie, almost all of the, everything but the very beginning of the movie it doesn't take place in like wild, wild West times. It's like 20 years after. <laughs> okay. So it's called the old way because it's kind of like, you know, getting back to the old way of being the West, you know, the good old days.
3: <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for Nick Cage's new movie called sympathy for the devil it's
2: coming out this year? It. No.
1: Yeah. I think that's where they stole it. Well, they didn't steal it, but they, supposedly part of the dead by daylight you know the, have you heard of that game uh major uh
3: i only because i've seen like tiktoks of like his voice acting in it
1: yeah supposedly from the set of that one he gets taken into that world so they're they're helping advertise that movie
3: okay now, it, the the movie looks bonkers like most recent nick cage movies are he <laughs> like he He's really leaning into the I am just a crazy person. Yeah. And I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I watched um his uh, uh Ghostland, Prisoners of Ghostland. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like my wife did not like it, but that, I thought it was <laughs> fun and enjoyable. It's we a didn't. very uh it has like western Feel to it, but with a lot of like, uh, like, uh, uh, old school martial arts type film.
3: Yeah, we did closed captioning for that movie at my job.
2: Did you? A while back. Yeah. So, did you actually get to watch it or, uh, not pause and stop?
3: Yeah, a lot of pause and stop and jumping around, but like, you get kind of a sense. Yeah. But, you know, it's not actually the same as watching, obviously.
2: Right. So you think he'll he'll get his Superman movie done now? I mean, he is a big.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, he finances it himself, probably. I mean, I would watch it, but I totally would. But yeah. it's never going to happen.
2: I see a lot of uh, fans. So I've been looking for posters, like just fan made posters of um, that movie. I found a lot of bad ones, uh, and some really, really um bizarre fan film posters. Yeah, like the one you sent me where he's all three of the Trinity. <laughs> yeah, where he's like they have Nick Cage on Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman.
1: <laughs> I sent that oh, uh, Mosher. I sent that to you. You remember my buddy John? Yeah. Because uh, you know he's a big Nick Cage uh, fan, so. He's like, "How is it that his Superman is the worst one of the three?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, he
1: looks like a better Wonder Woman. <laughs> it was
2: it was uh awkward to see. but um, yeah, it, it's uh I, I could not find a whole lot of cool ones, so i probably just gonna make it my own. Um, but I was surprised there were several like comic book covers made to be like you know tim burton superman uh graphic novel version or whatever Uh it all turned out to be fake i'm like why haven't they done that like i feel like i
3: feel like it was just like one of those people are just now getting like nostalgic for that i think up until like Up until he appeared in The Flash, no one really cared. Well, then after they saw that, they're just like, because there's that just that one image that always goes around of Nick Cage in the
2: suit. There's a there's a few now, but they did like a documentary in 2015 or 16 about it, about the whole like now thing, yeah, of it falling apart and like who was cast and like you're supposed to have like Brainiac was going to be played by Christopher Walken. I'm like, holy crap! Who cast this shit?
1: And, and Kevin Spacey was still Lex Luthor. So yeah. Well, I mean, I thought he did a good job, honestly. But Man. were you saying that they didn't do any Keaton comic covers? Or are you saying Nick Cage comic covers? Nick Cage, okay. Cage. No, I was I'm, gonna say because they I had surprised. the Keaton comic series they did for a while. Yeah, yeah but, they have the the eighty nine yeah. series. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which was really good. I might add. They it did eighty
2: nine Batman, but the 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 fact that they just didn't never, you know, someone just be like, hey, why don't we make this into just a graphic novel real quick just to shut people up?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of missed opportunities with that because I know for a long time they were talking about doing Raimi Spider-Man 4 in comic yeah. form, but they just never did.
3: Have you ever heard uh, Kevin Smith tell the story about how he got in like the process of trying to get Superman lives made? Yeah. He has that whole like, it's like a 15 minute story he tells that like a QA and A yes. and it's absolutely the story of it is so bonkers because like most of like the the weirdness comes from John Peters the producer who was just like he ha- you can make it but you has to fi- you fight a giant spider in the third act
2: yeah <laughs> which which I was looking around and a lot of the pictures I was finding from like it, a lot of them came from the documentary of uh. Uh, the death of Superman lives or whatever What <laughs> I don't remember what the documentary is called but um, a lot of them images came from it and a lot of it was like Brainiac on the spider body was like in these pictures and stuff so I was like okay that makes more sense than just a giant random ass robot spider <laughs> which the guy ended up going and doing on Wild Wild West anyways yeah, yeah. <laughs> the epic flop movie <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: The flash of its day, oh, was it that bad? It was it was a pretty massive bomb at the time, yeah.
2: Is flash really that big of a bomb, or are people just like over exaggerating oh, it?
3: No, it, they it, lost like two hundred fifty million dollars or something like that off of it. Uh, it's uh, because they waited so dang long, and there's a lot of reshoots and yeah it was made during a lot of it was made during covid time and just the budget during yeah. that because of like safety protocols and stuff was just more and there was no way it was ever going to make its money back, yeah, no. especially because like they released it after they've already like hired and pretty much have cast the entire new universe so it's like even like no the one- people. Even the people who are big like Snyderverse people and like oh one more go with um, Ben Affleck, it's like no one cared anymore. Yeah, I mean everyone was Batwoman would have
1: been awesome or Batgirl. (laughs) Okay, so right now Wild Wild West and The Flash are on par with each other, each getting one point three times their production budget back. 1.3 1.3 times back yeah so they didn't lose money then no right now it's got a positive of 67 million but which it cost 200 million flash damn
3: but if you're damn. factoring in like marketing and other stuff too it's... yeah
1: it, this doesn't list
2: marketing did they do a lot of marketing though? Because she didn't really see a lot after. Oh Ezra yeah, they were sending of,
1: the the woman who plays uh, Supergirl. They were sending her around everywhere talking about it because they wouldn't yeah. send Ezra. Yeah,
3: and like even like all the the WB Studios were, like heads were like, "This is the greatest movie I've ever
2: seen."
1: <laughs> it's like okay. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom, they
2: had Tom Cruise to say, "This is like the epic cinema that we need." And shit. I was like, "Really, dude?" Even Stephen King liked it. I'm like, he was just like, I'm not usually a fan of
3: superhero movies, but this one was really good.
1: I'll be honest. I had fun with the story, but I I would have preferred
3: Batgirl. I didn't hate The Flash. I actually, for what it was, was kind of fun. It was. You can't really
2: hate the story because it's the Flashpoint story. It's a great freaking story. Yeah, but
1: we already have a better version with that animated movie. I know we do so much better by the way uh wild wild west made 221 million so the flash is only a little bit above that
2: yeah but the wild wild west how much does it cost to make
1: it cost uh about 25 million less <laughs> that's that's crazy that that movie For that cost time, so much. yeah 175 million
2: <sighs> that is that was what 90
1: it's
2: nine two
3: thousand ninety nine i'm guessing a large part of that budget went to will smith
2: (laughs) yeah he had to have that money in his hand ready get ready for that that. was
3: that was he was riding that uh that like men in black like superstardom
2: yeah men in black independence day
1: yeah, like yeah. the recent numbers are actually making people go back and reevaluate Black Adam. They think that uh, the rock star power may have actually earned it more money than they originally thought.
3: <laughs> I didn't ever see Black Adam. It look, from It's like a the,
1: fun one, but it's an, eh.
3: from the first trailer. I'm like, I don't like this already. The,
1: the best thing about Black Adam is every other character in it. That's not an exaggeration. Like I'm, I'm actually mad that we can't get stories about those characters.
2: I mean, you can eventually if they no, there'll be different versions. I want those characters. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan was good in it. He stole the show. he stole the movie, dude. Which he does in most movies he's in. He's a very charismatic man. So <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, that was another movie I did watch. Uh, the
3: Outlaws. Oh, that new Adam Devine
2: comedy one. Yeah, that on Netflix and and Pierce Brosnan's in that. And again, he steals the freaking show, dude. He makes it worth it. They they do do a joke. Do you guys care? Uh, I don't care. Okay. They do a joke where like the guy's in a, a tuxedo and the woman's like, oh, you look like James Bond. And he turns to her and he's like, which one? And she's like, the fifth one. He's like, ah, good. That was a good one.
1: I was like, <laughs> yes, finally, we get a stupid James Bond joke with him. <laughs> Just so you know, I have the Facebook live up and I'm what? watching our uh, co- the, it's generating uh, com- uh, captions. 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 <laughs> and like it, it thought you were talking about the tuxedo and it like censored the word freaking. <laughs> Does it censor cussing? Yeah, it was just a bunch of asterisks. I didn't fucking know that.
2: There you go. Censor that shit.
3: <laughs> There's a couple for you.
2: I'm I'm, I'm trying to see it now. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, they, they censor shit. Oh, dang. <laughs> That's awesome. Sweet. Um. <laughs> this is fun, man. I haven't done a live in a very long time. Um, I've never done one. Really? Mm. Oh, how, how about you, Mosher? Um, well, you guys did live with the recordings before. Yeah,
3: we did the we did live streaming, but we were we weren't really like interacting. Yeah. like this. I don't know if I've ever done like a Facebook live thing before.
0: Okay.
2: Um. So, like I said. When we started, there's there's a lot of stuff going on uh, right now in the world. It showed up. And what did you say?
1: I did a thumbs up.
2: Oh. Oh, I see right there. I got you. <laughs> um. So, one, I want to tell everybody, because I did this on our other show that we do, the Munster Cast, uh, which you guys can find every Munster Monday. Uh, have to plug it. We got to plug it all the time. Um, you guys can go over to sign.moveon.org and uh, sign a petition for save trauma on YouTube. They were uh, unjustly taken off of YouTube and a lot of independent artists actually lost a lot of their content uh, for place it's a place that only, you know, certain artists that's like literally where they could be seen. So uh, go over there, sign that petition, and help those uh guys out. Hopefully, uh, YouTube hasn't completely erased their backlog, so that those artists have their content still. No, it's a bad time for artists all around. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, Which, if you see, you're in
3: if you're in the arts, you're pretty much screwed right now.
1: Did you see that a lot of indie uh, uh movie companies though are getting exemption from this strike? Oh, a 24 just got two movies exempt. They can use workers. I saw something
3: about that this morning, but I didn't like read it. I, Cause I saw something It was like an Anne Hathaway movie or something like that. It was like greenlit to go from like Maybe the not. sag.
2: I wonder I, if it, it's, huh. it's film, if it's movies that were already like, you know, financed uh, and what I heard is if they have
1: nothing to do with the studios, they're having problems with basically. Because uh, the the movie I heard about is the Jenna Coleman and uh, uh, Paul Rudd unicorn where the Jenna Coleman like, Jenna Ortega Jenna Ortega thank you Jenna Coleman's doctor. Like, yeah, I was about, uh, <laughs> they they hit a unicorn with their car, and that's the premise of the movie. And I'm like, that's all I need to hear. I'm in.
2: Oh, is it like the Unicorn Store? I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, there Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey get sag strike waivers so they're gonna do something I don't know if it's together or separate projects but
2: yeah there's like 39 independent projects um which it, is is a24 therefore not regulated through the unions
3: I don't know. I'm assuming they are
2: because they're they're they've become I mean there's they, we're an independent company but they've become so big. Over the last few years, I mean, winning the Oscars and everything, you would think. I'm curious about their business uh, model for their their talent, like how they do their contracts and stuff with them, if they're allowing them to continue during these strikes, because it's interesting, you know, um, do they because I know they were doing it like SNL wasn't even doing shows because of the writer strike. No. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious how.
3: But they're owned by NBC, who's a big studio. So.
2: Right, so they're they're hitting up the studios like Warner Brothers, Disney, Universal, yeah. uh, Paramount, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Radio yeah, personalities. Where A twenty four doesn't have like a streaming service to kind of fuck people over yet. Yet, yeah, I'd say yet because <laughs> all these I companies agree. started out as little tiny independent companies at one point, and then they all grew into the giants they are now.
1: I don't know if that it happens. It, it honestly seems like just a money sinkhole at this point. Is anyone honestly making money off streaming?
3: I don't think they are. I think, I don't think any of the streaming services are doing well. I think Paramount Plus is doing terribly. I think even like Disney and um, Netflix, the, mm-hmm. the granddaddy of them all, mm-hmm. like none of them are like turning well, a profit.
1: Netflix just. Announced that they had an, I don't know if it's a profit, but they announced a boom in, uh, incoming, uh, money from their new password sharing bullshit, which is a great sign for the rest of them.
3: Well, of course it's going to be more money because more people, a lot of people got kicked off of a shared account and, you know, yeah. But it, I don't think it necessarily is going to be a
1: long-lasting,
3: a long-term. Long it's going to be a spike, and it's going to level down. It's yeah. S- streaming right now Who makes is
1: sure that's working still, right? That one does, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, streaming right now. I, I I saw a video. Was it a video? Yeah, it was a video. Or an article that i was like who's winning like the streaming wars and they said sony because Mm -hmm. they don't have a streaming Mm -hmm. service and they just (laughs) sell all their stuff to all these studios for like insane money so they're like if you want spider-man you're gonna have to pay us like a kajillion dollars and then disney shells out a kajillion dollars and sony does really well yeah And, and then they go and make like a shitty like
1: it's honestly a very smart move on their part because they're not (laughs) doing too well as a business.
3: No, no, that uh, that's what I mean. It's like, they're the only company that's just like, yeah, we'll just sell our stuff to people.
2: And I mean, that's why, that's why there was like Netflix for just the longest time because, you know, the companies were selling it to Netflix to license it out and everything. But now they're all like, well, can't we make the same money in are And it's like Netflix, did they ever Didn't show they? you their, their numbers? Like, <laughs> do you think they were making that much money? Like they do don't think, show
3: any of the their numbers. Like, That's a big part of the problem. Yeah. You like,
2: know. do you think max made back the millions of dollars
1: that they paid just for friends? <laughs> no, and like, and I think we're, we're seeing examples of that because they're pulling stuff and selling it to other people. It's becoming yeah. that again. And I honestly think we're watching the bubble burst in front of us. Well, yeah, because like, you have like Avatar 2 is on Max right now and Disney they, Plus. I'm like, have, wait, you know, what? we have all this stuff people want to watch well if we just have it people will come to us yeah okay but what else do you have for us to watch because i mean netflix as much of i think it's a barren wasteland right now it had a ton of stuff at the time that i was interested in
0: yeah i get it
1: and and and
3: the whole like people will just binge watch like the new season of stranger things and then cancel So Uh it's like, even like the shows that a lot of people watch, like they'll watch it in like a weekend or whatever, and then cancel. So it's like, it's very, there's not anything that's that's keeping people loyal to a, so it's not like in the day when you're like, Oh, I'm loyal to a thing and Mm -hmm. I'm going to support that. I, I love what CBS has to put on a a channel and i'm gonna watch it it's like no people are gonna if you're gonna pay 10 15 20 a month for a service you're going to try have to have a lot of things on there that you're gonna watch and i think the problem that a lot of these streamers have is like you know the the thing that made Netflix great is it had everything and you could just be like, Oh, I could watch all these movies and TV shows and whatever right here on this service for $15 a month. But now it's like all Disney gets pulled from everything. And now you have to do Disney. But like, if you, all you want to watch is the Mandalorian, you're probably not going to subscribe to Disney plus, or you're just going to do a free trial binge it, and then cancel.
1: Yeah, that's, and That's I our issue right now. <laughs> you well, know, like, uh, I was going to say, Iger says they're going to cut back on Star Wars or Marvel. I'm like, no, yeah. I mean, we should cut back on Iger. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the only thing I'm we really trying to came back. Man. And, I mean, they got Doctor Who come November, but I can just as easily go to the Bay to watch that. That's not a big deal. Dude, dude. <laughs> Good Bob Iger. He never should have come back because he left on a
2: high note and everybody like loved him at a point to where it was like, awesome, cool. And then he comes back at at like the worst point in history for the film industry.
3: And says some (laughs) of the most ignorant shit you ever. And it's like, everyone's like, oh,
1: he's actually a villain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sad that Ron Perlman walked back. What he said. So Did he know? Was, I didn't see the whole video. I only saw like, yeah, he apologized for out. getting rather heated.
2: <laughs> I think that's a good thing, though, to apologize about getting heated because it, not to protect your own ass, but you don't want like kids to see that, you know where you're threatening right. people. Cause you don't want kids to then go out and just say stupid shit on the street and threaten people. We already got enough of that in the world. So. Yeah.
1: I think justifiable uh, consequences for your actions though, it's, it's a different matter.
2: Yeah. I, I understand that. But at the same time, like, you know, if, but uh, it's my, it's hard to say. My argument is that, What he said is
3: no worse than what that anonymous
2: executive said. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: So, I mean, if you're outraged that Ron Perlman said inferred that he's going to burn some billionaires house down. Yeah. You should be equally as pissed off that some executive is like, we're going to keep this going until all these writers lose their houses and homes. And then we can give them a shit deal because they're, they're desperate. I mean, it's the same thing, just the other side of the coin.
2: But we all know, first of all, Ron Perlman is not going to go and burn someone's house down. Liz from Hellboy will go and burn his house <laughs> down. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the the, it, the the person who said that anonymously... <sighs> I, it has to be the WB guy, right? Like it's the guy who—it it, it reeks of Zaslav, doesn't it? Like I told Timus that the other day. I was like, it, it has to be this dude. Like I, people say Bob Iger. I don't think Bob Iger would be stupid enough to say something like that. No, not to a reporter. That's anybody. <laughs> like not to a reporter. Maybe to his like billionaire buddies or whatever. Well, he's not even a billionaire. He's only a millionaire. So yeah.
3: I mean he only made what 20 million, 29 million last year.
2: His mm-hmm. so, his net worth was only like 800 million or 600 million I think it was. Oh, only. But I'm saying he's still not billionaire status. Like freaking yeah. Tyler Perry is richer than that guy. Tyler Perry is a billionaire. So, but he's all he also like Oprah is richer than that guy. And
3: but they also own their own, like they created own their stuff. own studios. Yeah, yes. like they actually earned their money. I feel like I feel like because they built something from the, ground, from the up ground up, where where all these new like media mogul assholes, they're just taking David over Zazzlove, this shit. um, Bob Iger, all these people are just. They're just buying things. They don't care about the art. They don't care about anything except the bottom line.
2: With Mm. Disney, though, with Disney, it's hard because that's a very, it's a public company. And one, Bob Iger... Is just the CEO, he doesn't own the freaking company. No, I think no, people he's got forget
1: shareholders, he's got an answer to.
2: Yeah, there's lots of shareholders, there's lots of chairmen. So it's them that we stuff. have to go after. It's it's not like it, it, everyone looks at it as I think a lot of people forget that CEO does not mean owner of the company. It's no, not like he's Vince McMahon and is in charge of everything and doesn't well, get not even he about. that doesn't work anymore. He's not in charge, he doesn't yes, own it. He's been sold out, yes, finally. Thank God um
1: no not finally because now been. he's in a coffee cushy, cushy position that uh no one's gonna get rid of him
3: and no they don't own it uh, but they are still responsible for shepherding the brand
2: I, I look at the ceos of companies like the president they're the face of it they get to like mark some stuff and say yes or no to some things here and there but ultimately they don't have as much power as the people behind them.
3: I, I don't a hundred percent agree with that,
1: but um, I it, can see the, uh, the uh, comparing lobbyists to shareholders. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy comparison.
3: There's a, probably the same <laughs> on max. There's actually a really cool documentary. Um, it's like a four, four part, A documentary about like the 100 year history of warner brothers Mm -hmm. and it's really good apart from zaslav inserting himself in there and i'm (laughs) of course uh he he appears a few times and i'm just like i just it just reeks of like ego that reminds
1: (laughs) going back to vince mcmahon that reminds me of the uh their documentaries (laughs) that they do where they did the ruthless era after uh you know the wwf and uh wcw they they merged Mm -hmm. and it's like he had a great idea to rebrand from wwf i'm like no you didn't you got sued by a wildlife preservation (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) they'll do anything to make themselves look Better, but we we supported one of Zazloff's products the other night. We wa- or yesterday actually, we watched the Barbie Dreamhouse Challenge. That's his how's that his product? It's a discovery show, HGTV.
2: Is it? I mean, I I still I have Mac, so I don't give a I guess. clearly, yeah. I don't give a fuck.
3: <laughs> I mean, I have it too. It, 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 I've actually thought about like canceling max and stuff but i might have to
0: <laughs>
2: yeah
3: but it, it is there is still stuff on there and like what like neil gaiman has said is like still yeah. watch the stuff still support mm-hmm. the artist because mm-hmm. if everyone stops watching it then it's then they're gonna see that as like see it's nobody's watching it and then you it's leverage that like like the creators aren't as worth so he's like he's like watch with like great fervor you know like just watch everything support your artists support your local theater and that's where i'm at with it where it's like i don't want to give a, a penny to david zaslav but if i don't then some of those creators are gonna hurt for it yeah so
2: right
1: it's yeah. like the whole uh, Snyder boy still trying to boycott WB. <laughs> yeah, they
3: they they have definitely lost their their uh, their feelings a little bit. <laughs> they 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 just they're in just like an every Facebook comic section about anything to do with like the the James Gunn like restore the verse.
2: It's it's a hell of funny too. Like the whole James Gunn thing. Barbie. <laughs> barbie's gonna be an awesome freaking movie (laughs) oh i bet you i guarantee you it's gonna be so good dude it looks
3: amazing honestly (laughs) honestly it
2: looks really good it's it's gonna be so amazing it's gonna be a great film and and people are going to sleep on it watch this i i don't think
3: so like
1: pre-sale tickets that's it's outperforming oppenheimer
3: yeah they're predicting they're predicting that uh um Barbie is going to be like at 110 million or something like that. Ooh. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 predicted to be a pretty successful like opening like 5 days or whatever yeah. for that.
2: I'm just worried that if if people are getting the tickets to take their kids mm. and it turns out to not be such a kid-friendly movie that a parents are going to flip the script on it real fast. What
3: what's it rated? Is it
1: PG-13? I think it's 13. I think it's pg-13 yeah so that's because you should kind of expect that though it's like you go see shrek there's going to be jokes for adults. yeah but people freaking went and saw deadpool which well that's is just parents r, not doing their job and then
2: bitch that deadpool was rated r i'm like you paid for the ticket on a movie that clearly states it's rated r we shouldn't have to tell you the second you walk in hey your movie's rated r and, and you, you do a little and you, work
3: and you know within like 15 seconds of the start of that movie that oh this is gonna be not for kids <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, it's, it doesn't ease into it
2: oh yeah no and, and the people that were bitching were taking like little kids like they're like oh we thought it was a superhero he looked like uh, Spider-Man I'm like well he's a superhero okay. not every superheroes are for children he's an anti-hero isn't he no uh,
1: he's kind of his own thing he's kind of like whatever he just <laughs> Yeah, he's a villain a lot. He's a mercenary. He'll pay what whoever pays him. He doesn't yeah. care what the job is. But uh, is is that studio that's um I'm forgetting their name? But the people doing Five Nights are they affected by all this?
2: That movie is done and over with. No, it. I'm talking about the studio though. What they,
3: I'm they guessing I'm guessing there a ton are ton of horror.
2: There are not uh, many
3: studios who are making anything.
1: Because I didn't think they were that big, but they have made a lot of big movies. Uh, because
3: even even if the studio might not shut down, but like the writers aren't writing. And yeah. so like
1: paranormal activity and the 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 Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh I mean Bloomhouse has been around for like twenty some years. So I don't know if they're affected by it or not though because they're not like a real like, massive thing but they're also some people want to say they're an art house production company but they're not really art house I wouldn't say. I, th- I think
3: there was a time when they were he- leaning that direction and then they went more for like the the cash grab uh, like horror summer drama. horror movie yeah. where yeah. it's it, it's not necessarily like midsummer yeah but it's it Midsommar. you know but they, they they did like you know get out and stuff like that so they, I mean, they, they
2: the invisible man one they did that one that was yeah really they did amazing.
3: invisible man. so they you know they've done stuff that's verging on like the yeah. the uh art house horror like the quote unquote elevated horror even though i hate that term but
2: i've never heard of that term um it looks like they are Owned and distributed by Universal. So, yes, they are on the chopping block (laughs) right now. Um,
1: Why haven't they done a Monsters?
2: (laughs) But uh, they did the Black Phone this past year, right?
1: Yeah, that was at Universal
2: Halloween last year. We watched that. That was good. I enjoyed that film.
3: I liked it okay, but it felt at times like they were trying to be... The stranger things of, you know, like they, it was a, a little bit too much I, of like the like the 80s kids, you know. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I think it had to be set in that time because it, now we have all cell phones and cameras everywhere.
3: It's not the setting of the time that I bother me. It's the way they the kids act. Yeah. It, it's just it just felt very like we need to cash in on the stranger things vibe. Because every yeah. everything with kids has to be like Stranger Things
2: ish. I'm on the uh, uh not the opposite Uh-oh. end, but on a different perspective. I thought they were trying to cash in more on the whole um you know the how how the world is just going crazy right now for like serial killer content. Mm. Because the character that uh Ethan Hawk is Ethan Hawk, right? Yeah. Ethan yeah. Hawk plays is his like he was great in it too. Yes, he was, but his like persona he gave off and all the little things he did are very, are things that they constantly are like talking about serial killers with. and and the way that he was set up, it looked like, honestly, it looked like they were missing scenes because they set up stuff for him. But then you're like, are they going yeah. to talk about that again? Because it's like, he has these issues and all these other things, and and I kind of wanted to see more of the psychology of that. And there were some things that just
3: did not make sense in it, and it like yeah, like the like at the end, like he busts open a wall with like the the toilet tank lid, uh-huh. and then he was like, oh, I need something to hit this guy with, and he packs a phone full of sand. <laughs> I'm like, just use the toilet. Use the, the toilet lid that you just used to bust a wall down. It made exactly. no sense. So what made no sense,
2: and I guarantee Tivis is never going to watch this movie, so I don't care. No, yeah, I can tell I you the trailer made no sense to me. I couldn't tell if the but ghost children what, were evil or not. It really made no sense, and I said something to Nick about it when we were watching I was like, bro, it, that lid is porcelain. He's hanging on a concrete wall. That's going to bust in like two seconds. <laughs> it's a porcelain lens just that's gonna shatter dude i've broken those things so easily yeah it's but the fact that they they
3: show that like him using that like a heavy blunt yeah, logic, just showing it, yeah. and then they like or like what 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 can we have him beat this guy to death with oh i know a rotary phone packed
2: with sand what? Yes. It was kind of like they were like, We we need to get rid of the phone. Uh so can you do something with it? It was it was that that part,
3: like I got to that and I'm like, this is really annoying. Yeah. But it, I mean the movie was enjoyable. I liked it. Ethan Hawk was very good. I think there was some decent scares in it. I think the story was pretty good.
2: I didn't but think there, there was were- any scares in it, really. I just thought that like the acting was pretty good from from Ethan Hawke and the kid I I don't know who the kid was I
3: guess scares is the wrong word but like tension you know like there's the scene where he's trying to get out of like the padlocked front door and yeah and like the dude's sleeping and he's trying to get out without like waking him. there's some good tense moments yeah yeah
1: I heard that the horror nights uh exhibit last year was fun (laughs) is that what they based it off of a oh, black the the phone the thing, yeah. Phone, yeah. yeah. Okay, that was one of the two movie themes they had last year, and this year I think they're doing. What was it? Is it Stranger Things?
2: Probably. They need to keep it going because we're never gonna get that last final season, especially with the things going on right now, which we're gonna dive into the strikes. Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about Transformers. Finally, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet.
3: I don't want Who's to watch it.
2: Oh, purple. I
1: liked it. Yeah. Hey, he said the line, everybody. <laughs> it continues Bumblebee, which is like the only good movie.
3: I didn't see Bumblebee either. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I stopped watching Transformers movies after Dark of the Moon. I was like, that was oh, that's enough. the
1: worst
2: one. Yeah. Was that like the, the, the second that was, one? The, second
3: that one? was the first one without Shia LaBeouf. That was the third one.
2: Fourth one, he Shia LaBeouf did three.
0: Did
3: he do well, Dark of the three. Moon
1: was the second movie with Shia LaBeouf? Dark no, that's Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, you're right. Which Dark is Side also
2: the was the Dark Side of the Moon? That one had Larry Nimoy in it, right? He reprised his role.
3: That was uh, that was Revenge of the Fallen.
2: Okay, so that was number three. Dark of the Moon was like the one that had. Uh, The Dark Side of the Moon.
1: Dark of the Moon was the third one. Yeah. Age of Extinction was the first one without Shia LaBeouf.
2: Okay.
3: Oh, that was the first one without Megan Fox in it. Yeah, 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 Megan Fox
1: dropped off that
2: one. Yeah, Dark of the Moon's the one with Larry Nimoy. Yeah.
1: And it also has, uh, you know, uh, Terry Tate off his linebacker not doing his iconic woo. What's up with that?
3: i i don't know i just it had dr mcdreamy i never had any real connection with the transformers as a franchise in general the only the only thing that i ever watched as a kid was beast wars same um i I never care
1: less for the g1s
3: i never i never watched the original show i've never seen the original movie like the animated movie i should say um i have uh, seen that
1: I've not seen any of the show before. And I was,
3: I never had the toys or anything when I was a kid, except for like, like Happy Meal versions,
1: maybe. Mm. Uh, See, I had a lot of the Beast War toys.
3: So, I, I, so when I was watching the franchise, it was literally because like they were like the big thing at the time. And, I quickly was like, I don't care enough to continue. It's kind of how I felt about the Fast and the Furious franchise, too. Where it's just like, <laughs> at, at after a certain point, I'm just like, why am I going to these?
1: I still need to see X or 10, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I felt that way after I couldn't tell the first two movies apart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: First two? You couldn't tell the first two? Vince Diesel's not even in the second
2: one, you asshole. I thought he's not in the third. He's not, he's not in, the in the second. He's in the third at the very end. He's not in the second one. The second wow. one is just uh I may never um, see the third second. The, the second third one is, is weird. The is, second it, one is Yeah, that's Tyrese Gibson's first movie. Yeah. Um and Ludacris. That's when we get Ludacris to show up and take the place of a murder guy. Um I forget his name. But Eminem like destroyed him, so that's why I can't remember his name. My wife saw him the other night. Who? Eminem? Yeah. Yeah.
1: She went to an Ed Sheeran concert.
2: Nice. Um, uh, oops. Don't want to do that. Uh in Detroit, right? Yeah. That's where he showed up. Nice. Um, so
1: all right, let's get into this. I know you want let's to dive into this. <laughs> I will say I love the Beast Wars movie.
2: I love all the Fast and Furious movies, and I haven't even seen ten yet, and I still love it. I have the cup. See.
1: That's gonna be out of theater
2: soon. <laughs> I know I'm waiting until I can watch it at home. I just didn't get a chance. Yeah, if we kind
1: of gave up on Guardians 3 at this point. I'm like, in two weeks, we're going to... Guardians 3 needs to be seen in theaters at least one time. You don't have the time. Make it.
2: There's no making. You could if, if you
3: have time to watch it at home, you have time to go to a theater to watch it. If you have time to podcast. It's the same length of time... Going no because you
1: also include half an hour of previews waiting in line to get the ticket waiting in line to get food how, line is, how long are the lines of the theater you're
3: going to because I walk right <laughs> up to the counter
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to be that mean but not very <laughs>
3: uh, we live in the same city and I can tell you
1: <laughs> I we usually some- go to Fallen Timbers because yeah, I don't Sam. trust Franklin Park after two bedbugs incidences in a row. Dude, I man. I only go to
3: Franklin Park when they have like cuz Franklin Park sometimes has like the lower budget movies that have like more limited releases. Um and Franklin Park screens those and I'll go there if they're
1: the only ones showing something I want to see. Okay. You think we've postponed Mike long enough?
2: Nah, dude, I'm fine. I, I, you want to talk about Fast and Furious? Because I'll do that. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like beast Dude, they went in the space. <laughs> Bro, they went in the space in nine. Oh, anyways.
1: There's ten of them to this. Damn it, there's only seven Transformers.
3: <laughs> What's stupid is the eleventh one's going to be called Ten Two,
1: <laughs> And then what? there's a movie set 10-2. in between them. <laughs> Like, like, as in, ten. Never mind. They should do that. To,
3: yes, like, like ten to. Mike, I get your joke.
2: <laughs> Not my joke. it's their joke? I don't know why they didn't call it fast ten. Like fast ten. ten. ten, ten, ten. Yeah, fast. Belt. Like fasten your seatbelt. Like fast ten, your seatbelt.
3: I mean, the the their naming scheme is already just pure chaos. So it's like whatever they, they could call it anything.
2: Well, you had you had Fast and Furious, and you had the Fast and Furious. <laughs> like to, they just put the in the name and
3: too fast, too furious, and then, uh, and then they had fast and Furious
2: Tokyo Drift.
3: <laughs> then they have Fast Seven and like Furious what uh, Furious Eight or whatever. It's like you had you had uh,
2: Fast Five, uh. Ooh, geez, now I'm forgetting the names of them. Oh man. <laughs> Movies in order. Uh so you had Big Fan of charge. Huh? <laughs> uh Fast and Furious Six was just called Fast and Furious Six. That's the first one where we get this awesome like TV intro <laughs> at the beginning. It looks like an intro to a TV show. It's so stupid. Uh, then you have Furious Seven, and then Fate, the Fate of the Furious, which was probably the better titles of any of them that they did. Um, it was still a
3: stupid you- pun of eight, though. I hated that. It's like it's like when uh, movies like substitute
2: the letter four
3: for. All an I'm a. hearing
2: is you hate family. Okay, that's all I. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that family. <laughs> Uh, Much
3: like I, studio executives. The, the mission impossible movies are like what the fast and the furious movies wish they would be
2: no dude the, i think the fast and furious movies are like the perfect culmination of what action movies should should be like you know i think they're
1: all terrible go watch once and always <laughs>
2: I don't have my cricket noise sound up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's dive into the strike bullshit. Um, first, the writers went on strike. Of course, uh, it's been a minute since we've done an episode of Operation Babel, So we've just kind of like haven't done any of this talk. Writers went on strike. What did you guys think about the writers going on strike? First
1: of all, good, good. for them. Good for them. Kick their ass Fight for your money.
2: And now, and a lot of them are fighting because they're not getting residual pay, AI uh, protections, protection from AI. They're not getting money because of streaming services, which just came up, and then no one ever. I don't understand why no one ever just decided to, you know, have it written in their contracts for streaming services as they saw the dawn of streaming coming to light. Like I don't think they could. You don't think so for real? I don't think they could
3: because it was just kind of like the wild wild west i mean it was just like you know like there it was this like this big loophole for the studios where it's like we can keep their contracts the same but this way we don't have to pay them because it, it doesn't function the same way as like actual tv right so <clears throat> that, and that's like that like that. that's the reason netflix doesn't provide numbers by the way is because if they let people know how many views something's getting that means that they have to pay people what they're worth so that's why they don't tell you how many
1: streams
2: something Mm. gets yeah
1: because they're evil yeah I think that's going to change when this is all done too we'll see
2: Uh, or they the studios just don't back down and then they just use AI anyways say fuck it
1: Good luck. That fucking Dude. intro to Secret Invasion is horrendous. That
2: yeah. Uh, are you watching Secret Invasion at all? I honestly forgot it existed. So they do an intro. <laughs> the whole I was intro complaining is complaining
1: about it before I even. AI knew. art.
2: It's AI based art and Ugh. it looks horrible. And it just yeah, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, I
3: mean, the the, the good thing is is AI. As it is right now, is not good enough at anything, especially mm-hmm. to actually be, to actually be used at to replace anything.
2: That's not true. So the AI programs that we as normal based people use is not that great, and a lot of people don't even know how to use it properly. There are programs out there that are doing this stuff better, and it looks sad to say it looks good you know like that
1: video you sent me from youtube that was horrifying of harry potter oh that was just funny <laughs> they were soulless dude
3: but like i just i just saw an article that i thought was really funny that uh, uh uh nicholas winding Refn, the director of Drive, that's a mouthful uh he directed drive uh only god forgives neon demon stuff like that mm-hmm. Um, he tried to write a script using AI and and the the AI told him to seek professional help. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was very funny.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's one thing like I've been seeing it on like different sites and stuff too. Like there are people are using AI software to write everything. It's not just like, it, you know, you got the stupid memes of the kids using it to do their reports at school but people are doing it for everything in businesses everywhere and it's worrisome and now there are people who are taking advantage and being like hey i'll rewrite your ai stuff so it sounds like a human wrote it like there, there's like editors going through and like taking advantage of doing the editing and being like hey we'll edit this shit for you so it sounds like a human wrote it like it came from an actual soul not like that. a soulless creature
1: yeah, even then it doesn't sound right. But you have to unless you make edits to it. Edit. Yeah. Did you hear about the kid who got expelled because he copied Chat uh <laughs> report that that thing made, including the disclaimer that it was written by Chat GPT? That's stupid.
3: <laughs> yeah, you wrote everything word for word. And another thing that's gonna come into play in all of this that not a lot of people are talking about yet mm-hmm. um, is the fact. That AI takes from intellectual property, so there's gonna there's gonna come into a point where uh, a lawsuit.
2: They're already there's already
3: lawsuits are gonna come rolling in when they start using this more because it's scraping and stealing
0: intellectual property. Yeah, yeah. Copyrighted
3: images. They're take like if you write a script with it, it's not just generating a script. It's mm-hmm. taking, it like, you'd be like, I want a script like John Wick. It's going to take stuff from John Wick and not well, credit. Yeah, that's
2: how we got the Force Awakens. AI wrote it. Uh, <laughs> I wish we <laughs> could use that excuse.
3: <laughs> but it, so, it, so it's like, there's going to be lawsuits. And the, I don't think it's ever going to get to the point where it's going to, it's going to get too expensive to even do AI because yeah. you're going to have to pay a lot of people
2: well they're they were showing things um i watched this video and this guy was showing like there's a lot of in-depth ai videos and shit out there and this guy was showing you how you can literally write a movie script based on like just a few key things you say i want a movie script written by the same people who wrote so and so movie I want it to look and feel like this decade, but I also want it to, um, like go through like you know all these different like make it for modern times. Basically, it's what they're saying. Like take the Goonies and mix it with like you know the Three Ninjas, and then make it for modern times, and then you get like a group of kids on the adventure, fighting and all that stuff. And I saw a video. Crazy. I saw a video. I think it was on TikTok
3: this lady was on some like uh daytime talk show type thing mm-hmm. talking about AI. And she was just like gleefully like, yeah, the future is going to be, you can just go home and be like, you know, I'm going to, I feel like watching a rom-com starring Meryl Streep. And you can just plug that into like an AI and it like generates that movie for you. And I'm like, that yeah. sounds like a hellscape.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. real quick. Speaking of AI, Alexa, turn office off. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was saying not all, yeah, all AI are bad because there are a lot of tools out there that have helped in a lot of ways. And even some of the minor stuff that's just for fun, like the president's playing video games or that weird Uncanny Valley Simpsons ripoff that keeps appearing on Twitch.
2: Huh.
1: It's kind of interesting, but... It shouldn't like so there's the no thing, way though. people should be paid for one day's work and then their likeness and gets to be used forever. That's just can I, can I pose okay this.
2: Can I pose <laughs> this question though, real quick? So a lot of people's concerns that I always keep hearing is, you know, AI can steal my content and rewrite this thing and take from this thing and all these things, but where do we See the difference then in films if an AI robot wrote it or if an actual human wrote it. Because if you look at this landscape of films and stuff like that, a lot of things that we're getting right now, well, not a lot, I think I should say from the major studios that we end up getting is just rehash bullshit, anyways. They're or sometimes accidentally
1: it. the same story in the case yeah. of Captain Marvel and uh, X Men Phoenix. <laughs> no captain marvel it's, it's not, not they considered. had to rewrite no, no, no. the end of phoenix because it was the exact same sequence where she went into space and blew up a bunch of aliens who captain looked marvel just like
2: the same movie as long kiss Goodnight. first of all <laughs> i don't same, know that movie with fucking sam jackson at the same time if you watch both of those movies you got a girl who doesn't know what
1: ha- what is going on. She has superpowers. She doesn't remember okay, well, One of those came out after the other. These were both being made at the same time by different people. Well, yeah, you have that
2: all that's the time. What I'm saying. You had like Deep Impact and Armageddon came out at the same time. You had movies all the time do that. It wasn't necessarily, it was like the studio probably got wind of it. And they're like, hey, what script do we have in this pile that's just like that? So we can make it real quick. Yeah, except they went, oh shit, it's just like that movie. We have to change it. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, my my question is basically like, what's the difference of AI doing it versus a human doing it? They're just copying someone else's stuff. Artistry. Yeah, but inspiration again, inspiration versus still stealing planarism. from somebody else. It's not human st- being. It's is, not stealing. Like it's not like, stealing if they say homage. <laughs> like what
3: Tarantino does isn't stealing. Like, he he like he, he's not telling the he, same stories. He's taking styles, he, he, but he also takes like direct like actions from movies. You know, like like the the famous like uh, twist dance in uh, Pulp Fiction was taken mm-hmm. directly from Eight and a Half, and there's a lot of sequence he does that are from other movies. Same yeah. with Stan, Stanley Kubrick, like the the scene of Jack Nicholson chopping down the door, mm-hmm. the Here's Johnny scene is taken from phantom carriage
2: well i mean guardians of the galaxy just did it they use the same hey, well. it's just do i have to take my headphones off it's no. your
3: fault for not seeing it it's been out for yeah. like three months
2: they did the same thing with the color of the suits <laughs> they're from 2001 a space odyssey
3: yeah yeah so so it's like there, there's a difference between like doing things with artistry and just straight up stealing something
2: yeah no I was just posing the question I don't disagree with you I just have to be that guy who asks the question it's it's an argument question people are going to say well you know what what was this Star Wars movie the first one of the new trilogy what was that called Force Awakens that was basically a new hope yeah it was basically a new hope so and and people are being like well it's literally almost beat for beat a new hope (laughs) so I'm like yeah, I could see that, and that's why I think
1: AI wrote it. <laughs> oh, that's different than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: maybe.
2: Um, but yeah, no, I had to ask that question because I wanted a legit, like you know, someone to say something like that. It was good. I, I agree with you, dude. No, it, there's, there's the artistry behind it. There's and a lot of a lot of good directors know how to change it. It's the it's the styles that they bring to it, to bring to the table. They know what looks good and they want to take from and different there, and things all the time.
3: There is like creative decisions that go into like what does a shot like this mean? What is it like implying? An AI can't discern that an I AI can't direct because an ai isn't human yes. so an, an ai <laughs> i don't think they'll ever get to directing hopefully but, like um because i think there's too probably much, executive produce the, there's too much involved in understanding emotion there's too much of like i need th- this and this out of something because <laughs> that an
2: ai doesn't understand can can i say it's very funny too That we have these chats going on about um, the actors and the stories, the scripts, the the script writers and everything, too, about how, you know, AI is not going to be able to do this. And it's very funny that Disney, of all people, made fun of this already with She-Hulk. Yeah, in the final episode, they're like, "Oh, these are AI things," and we put them together. She's like, "No, this is stupid. Like, you, that, this isn't how this should go. This isn't like human nature. This isn't you know all this other bullshit." And it's funny of all places that Disney is actually criticized themselves or, or or the situation that these people are fighting against, and then Disney's like, "No, fuck you." I'm like, you guys can't. You're you're taking away. You. They and do your, it in their art and then say fuck it we don't care and
3: it's just, i just find all of it really disrespectful to art in general mm-hmm. because um there was a, if you remember a couple of years ago they announced that they were going to do a james dean movie
2: mm. yeah yeah I remember uh, where
3: that. they were gonna like use that like uh deep fake technology and yeah and do a new movie starring james dean and everyone was like like just absolutely shat on this movie to the point where they had to cancel it just because it was so negatively received Mm -hmm. um and it raises the question of like just because something looks like james dean James. That's not all. James Dean was. He was a person who made decisions, who had artistic choices. He had like. But if you're just programming Big Bad John, if you're programming a animation that just looks like James Dean, you can't say that this is a James
2: Dean movie. Right. No. It's going to be whatever that the actor doing the actual acting is, and then they're just tossing his freaking face over it.
3: And but but they're. Like they were like uh like uh parading it around as like, "Oh, a new James Dean movie, yes. and it's like it's not because James Dean has nothing to do with it other than you're using a thing that looks like him
2: and how do how should we do like because you, you brought it up, I'll bring it up too, especially because the flash just did it, like we had the other actor playing the other version of Ezra Miller, and then they just deep faked his face for Ezra's face on him but it's still his performance so only his facial performance only Ezra's facial performance the other guy did no, all the physical body swap? Stuff. no they didn't do swapping like he had like a, a legit guy that was doing stuff in the suit and all this other stuff so they switched the face like they they showed like behind the scenes uh imagery and stuff of it
3: i think so, that is as different though because no, it no, is I involving him as,
2: yeah no I, that i'm not i'm not getting into that part i'm wondering where does where do we start to actually credit those people and, right, and should exactly they get residuals and stuff on it because it's their literal performance, and then you just cg'd over them. Kind of yeah. like um when they did uh the social network and you had arm army hammer army hammer, yeah. Was it him? Yeah, army, army hammer. hammer. He played the twins, but only he, he only played one of them, and then the other guy was there. So
3: yeah, exactly. I mean, and so it's like it it. There's a lot of blurriness to all of this, and Mm. it's it's getting to the point of like what is considered a performance, like yeah, like what is
2: considered like because what sells what? What are we saying that sells the performance? Is it the facial structure or the facial reactions, or is it the actual full body movement of the character? Because there's a lot of times where I'll watch a movie and if the character isn't doing anything with their body language but they have the facial remarks i'm like you're not really selling it to me dude you kind of need both yeah unless you're you know paralyzed and then you are kind of you're, kinda, you're <laughs> but
3: it's a it's a slippery slope and i think that stripping away um artistic choice mm-hmm. Like to just to be like, oh, we can just create a performance with animation and say this is Meryl Streep. Like, no, you can't. No. Like just because you have an AI that sounds like James Earl Jones doing Darth Vader. That is not necessary. That's not James Earl Jones. It's a thing that you programmed to sound like James Earl Jones. So you can't say that that is James Earl Jones anymore.
0: Right.
1: And it's interesting because he gave away his voice before all of this. He did started happening. So is he going to miss out on stuff now? Or did he? I'm, sure, be I'm sure he got like a fat contract.
3: check for that.
1: Yeah. And he is up there in age, so he's probably not that concerned.
3: No, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that he doesn't want to do it anymore. And so he, he did that. So. They could still do it if they needed him to, but, but he doesn't actually have to come in and record lines. Cause he's like 90 something years old. He doesn't want to do more star <laughs> Wars movies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's uh
3: but I just, it, it's, it's, it's a weird time. And I hate that we have to like discuss this stuff
2: because it's, I think, no, I think the discussion is good for us as especially as we're we're, me and you uh mosher are in the industry in ways and and it's something that we should be able to discuss because it affects us in the future and affects honestly it affects all three of us you too tivis included as someone who watches content and takes the content in it's it, it affects everybody if even just like on the the writing aspect of it you know it will affect us because we won't have that soul, I guess within your, yeah. your movies. And there's lots of movies. You could say, I go out there and be like, Oh, that's <laughs> whoever wrote that was a dumbass, but at least they had a soul when they wrote that dumbass. Uh, movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, Like it, you can't really go and what are you going to do? If, if a AI is writing your scripts, they won't have anyone to blame. You can't, you can't, if your movie flops it's your own you blame the person own. who's putting the prompts in the ai <laughs> yeah you that's yeah, the only way you could do it it's just blame whoever's and what, and what, ai
3: and what does it do for like best screenplay oscars and stuff oh, like yeah. that
2: what is that like whatever program they used
3: yeah it's like congratulations to jet chat gbt <laughs> another one way to
1: go <laughs> and can we talk about the misuse of scabs recently as well what do you mean Well, you know how they had the Haunted uh, Mansion premiere just after the strike started? So they Mm. replaced the red carpet with Disney character, people in costume. Mm. People were calling these people scabs. I'm like, no, their literal job is just to be in the costume doing whatever Disney tells them to do. That's not a scab. That's the wrong definition of a scab. Well, was this (laughs) this after the writer strike? It's after the actor strike. It was like last Saturday. Those guys aren't necessarily SAG they aren't that's what i'm saying
3: there may be people who are working towards it but they aren't necessarily they're they're
2: disney employees yeah yeah they're they're employees on a different level they're not out there acting uh Mm -hmm. uh, for within the screen actors guild or anything like that so that has nothing to. yeah whoever said that's a dumbass Mm -hmm. i think the more interesting
3: Aspect of scabbing that we didn't have in the last time oh. we had a strike is the influencers, like on TikTok, That's gonna YouTube. Be the big one
1: because they're calling them in to do advertising now.
3: Yeah, because the um, they can't have actors or the directors or anything like talk about advertise the movies. Otherwise, they are scabs and they lose their SAG or WGA credentials. Yeah, um, they're trying to get like straw hat goofy and
2: yeah yeah.
3: um, uh, movie influencers like that to be like yeah we can still do that and then they the the sag actually came out with guidelines specifically for influencers for because there was no groundwork for it and like people who talked about movies and reviewed movies like on youtube and tiktok they're like we don't know what to do Mm -hmm. Like they don't want to strike uh, to scab, um, but they don't know what's considered scabbing. So pretty much, pretty much is like they can't take on new contracts now, but they can still, if they're under contract to advertise for something already, they can still do those ad, those uh, marketing campaigns because they're already under contract, but they can't take any new otherwise it's considered scab.
2: Yeah. So, and there's also a lot of different things now because of the world we're in where those, you know, there, there are actors out there, not we're not, even, let's disregard the big actors, the big names, like, you know, your George Clooney's and all that shit. Like the people who actually like can sustain themselves throughout this strike. Mm-hmm. There are tons Hundreds, thousands of actors out there in SAG who can't necessarily sustain themselves for that long. I'll I'll add to that and say
3: most, yeah, ninety nine percent of SAG yeah, very. are people who are making below what it is to get health
1: insurance. Yeah, yes. So, um, Quinn here in our chat talk about you know how is this going to affect nominations for stuff as well
3: yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah uh
3: we we don't know really yeah i mean it's that i mean i brought it up kind of like hmm. in jest or like what does it mean for a uh best screenplay oscar like yeah. if if uh if an, an ai wrote a screenplay what does that mean for that like i don't know right i hope i never find out
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would not be a uh a fun fun Stop time. It was so his on. cats attacking him.
1: <laughs> She's sitting on my D D um, miniatures.
2: But but no, yeah, like I was saying, like there are like you said too, you know, less than seven, like probably about 75% of actors out there that are SAG are not those people who are making the big bucks yeah. mm-hmm. who can afford yeah. to do everything. and 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 a lot of people don't understand that even like the people that are in big movies and stuff doesn't necessarily mean they can sustain themselves for months without
3: there's there's been a lot of uh like there was a an actress who was in orange is the new black Mm -hmm. um who who was very vocal about like she was in like most of the show like she was in like like three or four seasons of the show. She was in like 50 episodes or something like that. And she said like, while she's, she's famous, like every, she walks outside, people know who she is. And she has to like wait tables at night because she can't afford to live. And she's on one of the biggest shows in the world at the time. Yeah. Sorry yeah and, and so it's it's just because you're on a big show or it, nope. you're wow you're in the new mission impossible movie cool mm. you're probably getting paid absolute shit yeah absolutely and what
1: is um and jana smiting i don't know uh she was in uh she played bev in reservation dogs she just like showed that uh she made three cents from that show and then she was also in uh Rutherford falls and she made 33 bucks. Yeah. From a, uh, just that, that show streaming.
3: And what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of these people, it sounds like they're making good money. Cause they're like, you know, like they'll be like, wow, you got paid $7,000 to do like a, a month of work or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's a lot of money. I wish I made $7,000. that much. But, but what the thing they is, is, they're
1: going to get another job in a year.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Is like are one they that could be their one job of the year, and they made seven thousand dollars. And out of that seven thousand dollars, you have to pay your your managers and your like agents and your rent. And if and, you're
2: SAG, you have to pay in the union dues. Yeah, and, yeah. That and, and
3: so like like the, of that seven thousand dollars that these people made, they might take home. A thousand of it say mm. whatever you know like yeah, it's yeah. a very small fraction of it so like and th- this is what this is all about it's not a, a lot of the people i've seen criticize they're like oh these whiny rich uh people wanting more money it's like the deals that the they make are going to have very little to do with like the jennifer lawrence's the margot robbie's like yeah like this not have anything to do. They stand in solidarity with these people, yes. but they're not going to be affected by the decision one way or the other.
2: Right. Mm. And, and that's, that's the big thing is like so many people don't realize, like, do they not remember the stories of freaking actors talking about living in their cars, working as, you know, um, a, a restaurant personnel i I don't know what we could servers uh, or kitchen staff or anything just so that they had enough income to pay for rent so that they could live there so that they could go and try and get into the movies well what is it uh,
1: alone lived in his car when he fucking wrote rocky um what the average person that someone in the 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 studio (laughs) or the the industry makes is like less than how much it takes to live in an apartment for a year in la
0: yeah
3: yeah i mean Again, they keep throwing out these numbers and people are like oh. that sounds pretty good. Like there's yeah. like the there's the like the average writer it makes about like sixty-nine thousand dollars or something a year, and it's like that sounds really good, except if you're only working three months out of the year. Yeah. Um, because uh these contracts used to um be a for a year, because you know, like if you're writing on say uh Seinfeld or Twenty Four, any mm. of these shows that the, the way they used to be, where it's like it's like twenty five episodes a year right. or more.
2: Well, like Seinfeld's not worrying about the strike income. You no, know?
3: exactly. But, <laughs> the, but I'm just saying, like the way yeah. that these shows used to be is like a writer on that show. If you're in like a writer's room for Seinfeld, yeah, because it's not just Seinfeld and Larry David. Like they had other writers. Yeah, like if you're on a, a, a staff, you're good for like a year and then when you have downtime it's like okay i know i'll be back probably at seinfeld show or something else and i'll have another 25 weeks but now seasons of tv shows are like eight episodes 10 episodes so Uh it's like if you're in a like if you're writing for game of thrones you could be like oh i wrote an episode of game of thrones that could be it for a year and you yeah. have like uh 3 months of work and then you're unemployed and you mm-hmm. don't know when your next gig's going to come. Yeah. And so it's like this is what and we have to shift because everyone uh, like streaming took over but we're still treating it like TV. Yeah. And TV do, it doesn't function that way anymore. No. no.
2: Yeah.
3: And so we, what these people are asking no matter what Bob Iger says, it's not unreasonable. They're just saying like, adjust to the times. Pay us the residuals for these streaming shows. And they're just like, no, because they didn't have to do it before because streaming wasn't a part of the thing. But now you have to take into account the same things. Um, Um,
1: What is it? I was just listening to Fran's uh, speech about that. You know, in the last decade, the industry has changed so much and the contract hasn't changed to reflect that. And real quick, Quinn, we'll get to your question
2: here in a second, Um, but we want to continue this conversation real quick. So like I was brought it up anyways, because there are, like I said, there's so many outlets nowadays, like social media, things like that, that some of these actors who aren't necessarily mainstream actors, high paid actors can at least still go out and do some kind of thing like we have cons for a lot a lot of the people we see at cons are some of those same actors who are not the high paid actors you know yeah. and, and them asking a hundred dollars to take your a photo with them that helps well, pay their rent yeah that helps pay their rent that puts food on the table for them um, you know because they're not doing anything if they're at the con they're clearly not shooting a movie or anything else so when,
3: yeah when i well, when, I went, when i went to the motor city comic-con in detroit uh, a couple years ago mm. when i i met uh got my picture taken with matthew lillard and i um uh, went to the panel of like the scream uh cast reunion it had uh skeet Ulrich and uh uh matthew lillard and jamie kennedy there talking um Keith Ulrich was pretty upfront about that. He was like, like this helps me make ends meet. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah. he, he was pretty upfront about like, you know, like he likes doing it, but you know, it's like, this well, helps think- me like pay my rent and let me like live and do what mm-hmm. I want to do.
1: Yeah. I think
2: um, um, Matthew Lillard even said it uh, in, in a stage like he, he, you know, these the guys, the, these are the actors who are, like, the ones that fans should really be. And not that you shouldn't support every artist, whatever, but these are the ones that really show that they appreciate all of the support yes. that the fans give them because you're coming out, you're seeing them, you're putting food on the table for them, you're helping them live on, and not just during a fucking strike, like, in general. Like, that's how they make a lot of money so that they can afford to feed their kids and you know whatever and it's it's an uh, awesome time i guess for the strike to be happening for people like that even the writers can go out to these cons and people get autographs and stuff with the writers like they do like comic artists and stuff like that that's another thing is the writers can actually still go on and if they're comic writers they can
1: continue writing comics oh, yeah like minutes. that girl who played uh, miss marvel she's writing a comic right now yeah
2: yeah So there are many outlets now, thankfully for a lot of these other actors to be continuing and writers continuing to make income during this time. So hopefully, um, that helps them during this period of time, because I would hate to see so many of them just fall off, you know, just because of this strike that is supposed to help them, you know, um, i i don't want to see anybody lose their house or jobs or anything like that over you know the pettiness of so many people out in the world and and it's not even like the film industry in general like there's lots of companies that need this shit to happen because no one is getting paid properly anywhere i mean every like you see
3: that with like ups probably about to strike you know yeah. there's there's other things that are these dominoes are going to start tumbling all
2: over don't say nothing Taylor just keep your mouth closed
1: <laughs> no i'm actually gonna have to take off here shortly but okay uh i'll, I'll just say uh, my last few comments so you know uh, a lot of uh stuff uh, you know I know unions get a bad rap in a lot of places recently because we haven't seen kind of the revolution that happened when they first established and how these jobs were just outright killing people to get work done. And even places that are non-union have uh, union developed ideas so that they could be competitive. So uh, my, you know, my family has always been, and you know, my wife's family has always been union our entire lives. So, mm. uh, kind of just I, I i'm in full support of everything they do and i hope this works out for them and well, that they get the deals they need and and you say stuff about safety too back in the day that's part of this as well mm-hmm. this safety
2: on set safety. Mm-hmm. And, and i wonder if some of that has to do with you know the the recent um shooting on a the rust. set well, of rust there there's... and there's so many other incidents and a lot of it's not even just like the people the writers and the actors the actors on set but like the crew on set are at danger so many times just from the hours that we work on set. Yeah, th- and I mean, that content. was,
3: this is was some of the, cause the, um, the guilds the released, uh, like the, like the list of demands and like the, um, the, the studio's response to those demands. Yeah. And some of them were like increased penalties, um, for like, missing lunch and they're like rejected. Yeah. what? Like they they the, the people are just like let us eat and the studios are like nah, unreasonable. Yeah. And you know
2: it's stuff like that that is just inhumane. There's there's luckily I haven't run into that issue on any sets. Um we actually make sure that we charge them meal penalties if they run overtime. So which means like if you if you work so many hours they have to feed you. Mm-hmm. on sets even non-union sets too technically um you should make sure if you're working on film sets that you're getting fed let's just say that uh and not just fucking five dollar pizzas guys like i understand there's some indie sets that are real low budget that can't you know that's oh, pizza sounds a good. different different thing but if you're working with any production company they should be helping out uh yeah. anyways uh, I We run into this area where we charge them. Well, we don't charge them, but we make them feed us again. Mm-hmm. So we get our lunch. uh, And then after so many hours, and second lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to take off here. Okay. What's do that? you want to keep going, Mosher? For a little bit?
1: For a little bit, yeah. maybe. I'd mocha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, do you guys... Yeah, more conversation i know you do <laughs> yeah well
2: we want also answer q's uh question as well so mm-hmm. um all right dude we'll see you later Have see fun. you see ya. later man all right so real quick before we dive into more i guess let's answer q's question he says what's your thoughts about mark ruffalo suggesting actors go to in or to go indie many commented that he is being hypocrite. yeah he's was being hypocritical where they forgot he started through such circuits. Yes.
3: Um, I, I actually kind of hope that Hollywood moves in this direction.
2: I think me and you are both big indie fans too. So this is a question that's simple. Fucking do it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Because to me, this is, uh, very similar to the time, uh, in Hollywood history, it was in like the sixties and seventies, especially um, where studios were making these really big budget musicals and epics like they used to do in like the forties and fifties. And those big budget um, things were flopping. And it's because they weren't adjusting to the times. And then out of that became new Hollywood. So then you have guys like uh, Arthur Penn. Then you have uh, the movie Brats with um, Scorsese, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, mm-hmm. Peter Bogdanovich, you know, like the these these kind of rough and tumble kids who were making movies that reflected what people what people were thinking at the time. So they were and they were these nobody's they were they're were kind of they got the name movie brats because they weren't well received by like the studios and like the uh higher ups and stuff and i'm yeah. hoping we see something similar to that we have filmmakers out there i think who are poised to kind of take those spots mm-hmm. i and i think that with this new Studio thing. I think we might be ushering in a new era of like, uh, movie brats. A new era yeah. of like indie filmmaking.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that. It's, uh, just over the last few years, like I think uh, what helped push that too was, in, in a weird way, like COVID shut down stuff. Like it, it, it was kind of booming, uh, starting to build up right before then with some good movies that were coming out. But like afterwards, I think everyone kind of just got over a lot of the comic book shit, to be honest. And, and you get a lot more of these cinematic, like legit films that are coming from lower budget studios. And, and it's one of those things. It's like, when you go and watch some of these movies and a lot of the times I'll go and watch a lot of the A 24 movies, never watch a trailer for it. Because I'm like, I just want to go in blind,
3: check it out. And to be honest, most of the time when you watch a trailer for an A24 movie, it's not the way the, t- the trailer yeah. makes it seem either. <laughs> A24 movies are very hard to market effectively, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those ones. That's t- I think the only one I actually watched before I watched the film was probably uh, Everything Everywhere. Mm and and even that trailer you're kind of like dude this is gonna be fucking trippy and then you go watch the movie and it's fucking trippy it's such a good film but yeah no uh q um i suggest you know as as well as mark ruffalo just go the indie route dude like that's uh, we started the show off if uh, you weren't uh, here or anyone was um with you know shouting out trauma entertainment they're having some issues right now they're in the fully independent company um, they've been doing independent films for, I believe they're up to 50 years now. It's crazy. Um, but a lot of the guys got their start there, you know, James Gunn, he's now running the DC sector. So uh, there's, there's a lot of good things that come from indie companies and in independent film and independent cinema, just story wise, because it's not the same rehashed stuff that the studios are like, Hey, we need another, you know sparkly film let's do this
3: i will say I, my my call is for people to actually support these smaller movies too yeah i mean they don't get the marketing that the the big marvel and superhero and like the tom cruise mission Impossible movies you know yeah. like these are like the blockbusters and yes they're going to get a ton of attention but Pay attention to the other movies too, and watch the trailers. Go to the movies, go, see them in theaters. Get get these money, uh, these movies money because they. I feel like people don't know. Like sometimes I'll just go to a movie that I don't really know much about. You know, I was just like, I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah,
3: just go. Um, and like a lot of the movies I've seen this year, I mean, I've seen so far 53, 2023 movies. And a lot of those are like indie small budget movies. um, That maybe won't get that much attention, but like, yeah. I want to give them my money. I want them to be able to be like able to make something else because mm-hmm. It's such a hard industry to make something in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, if if the it, if it's and some things are really good. Like, there's a couple like really low budget sci-fi movies I've seen this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Are fantastic. Uh The Artifice Girl. If you've ever if anyone's ever heard of The Artifice Girl, super low budget, deals with AI, actually. <laughs> um, Really good, and it kind of deals with the morality mm-hmm. of AI. So, yeah. check out The Artifice Girl. It's very low budget. Uh, it, it feels that way, it takes place in like one room, but it's fascinating. Um, fascinating. another good one, uh, see what it was called, uh, Linoleum. It stars, uh, Jim Gaffigan and uh, Rhea Seahorn, who plays in a uh, um, uh better call saul if you guys watch that yeah um she plays kim in that show yeah. uh linoleum also a very good low budget sci-fi movie uh, and it, they're movies that you don't hear about but if you pay attention enough if you actually like seek them out like it, it's worthwhile, and because yeah. a lot of people are like very down on like the modern cinemas, like, oh, there's no original ideas, there are, you just have to dig a little harder, yeah. but it's much more rewarding when you find those, yeah.
2: And the original ideas aren't going to be like your blockbusters, <laughs> like no. to be honest, like if you're out like looking for like you know, avatar to blow your mind, which I I, I'm I don't really give a crap about Avatar so (laughs) I I'm a hater but yeah I mean even like the Fast and Furious like I talked about it earlier I I love the Fast and Furious movies I don't think that they're like the best cinema out in the world dude they're just fun flicks to me
3: and you can like and I'm in no way saying this is real cinema like I'm not being that pretentious asshole that's not what I'm saying. Do it. It's pretentious. If you like superhero movies, I like superhero movies. Like, I, fine. I, it's a plus, you know. But like, don't let that think that that's all there is, because there's not. And you know, you do get the rare, like, big hit, like everywhere, uh, every, everywhere, all at once. You know, all that, shit, like, where it's like, okay this was an indie thing. Like this is the movie that by, uh, by no means should have been as successful as it was in today's like market, but it was, but like not all indie films are like that, you know, like some fly very under the radar. Maybe we'll find an audience like five, 10 years from now when it hits like a streaming service and be like, wow, can't believe that this didn't get more attention when it came out. Yeah.
2: Yeah 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 there's a lot of those that that just happen to fall out and then there's <laughs> and, and so many people like you said you know there's no originality in you know film anymore or the movies or why should we pay for it or even like with the writer's strike and the, the the actor strike it's like they're like well the movies suck anyway so maybe they should do a better job if they want paid more and like i've heard people in person say that shit to me and i'm just like i don't think you know how how that works like the the billionaire people that are are in control of the studios those are most likely the reasons those movies suck Mm -hmm. uh and and you know because the writers bring them a good script most likely well not all the time uh the writers bring them scripts they're gonna be like all right now change five million things and basically just commercialize it and all these other things and you're lucky enough if you get some indie films and that's, I think that's one thing I really like about a 24 is there. You don't see a whole lot of commercialization in it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Same thing with trauma, like Troma Well, trauma is a whole nother <laughs> type of indie film company, but they're, they're just, I think the, the guys at trauma are to me anyways, they do it how I kind of want to do it when I'm, like making movies and stuff, just having fun. It looks like they're having just so much fun. And there's,
3: and you know, there's filmmakers out there who made a living making B movies. Yeah. Roger Corman. Yeah. Very famous filmmaker, very influential. Like a lot of the people learned under Roger Corman, he made a career essentially making bad movies, Mm. but they were like, he produced them. He wrote them. He, he had a, style that was his own and you know he did like the original um little shop of horrors and yeah stuff like that you know so he did like very b-movie things but they were good and they were successful because of what they were and i i feel like that stuff is harder to come by it is out there though yeah and you should give these people monies
2: <laughs> give them all the monies. <laughs> Don't buy groceries. Give them the monies. oh uh, yes. Um, yeah. No, uh, th- there's only so much you can say too about just check out indie films and all the time. And it's it's just one of those things that does go under the radar, especially for a lot of guys. And like, I it's sad because I actually was talking to this guy who introduced himself to me as a film buff. Like, I, I was just you know out in. Uh, said something and he's like oh no I I follow that so I definitely know because I'm like really big into following movies and stuff like that and I was like oh yeah cool I follow along too I work in the industry sometimes and I do podcasts on you know different things within the industry and he's like oh yeah and and one I I completely proved him wrong because I told him Michael Bay was a producer on the new beast wars movie and i totally was right i was like just because he's a producer doesn't mean he had anything to do with it it's just a title they give him producer but- a lot of times means absolutely nothing oh yeah yeah it means nothing really but he was just going on about you know oh uh shit i lost my train of thought no <laughs> he was um he was just going on about you know i i really love movies and all these things and all the movies he was talking about were those like mainstream titles. And then, so I brought up other movies and he's like, Oh, this, this and this. And then of course he brought up, you know, everything everywhere. But I'm like, everyone's talking about that because it won an Oscar. So everybody's talking about that. I tried to get him to talk about films that not the ordinary person would talk about. And so you got people out there saying they're just film knowledgeable guys, but they're not really watching everything. Not that you have to, you know, yeah. you don't need to. But it's but it's like you, you
3: should you should know that there's like like there's other things out there like and everything everywhere all at once is not the epitome of like no. indie
2: cinema. No, no, it's not. Uh there are better films out there than that movie. They're a hundred percent better films out there than that. Uh especially just for production value and stuff. Not not production value for um story value and things like that so it's it, it, it's an interesting time to be talking about films in the film industry and hearing other people's thoughts really is what it comes down to for me it's like i i get that you're, you're saying you're a film buff or you're a film guy and you know all these things but it's like you also need to open your palate up a little bit more kind of like people like if you're claiming that you're a food enthusiast open your fucking palate up and try some new things
3: It's like it'd be like saying, I'm a foodie, I love food, but like your favorite restaurants like Applebee's. (laughs) That might be (laughs) fine. Yeah. But like there are better restaurants than
2: Applebee's. Yeah, no, no, easily. And and I'm I'm one of those guys like, like I said, again, I love the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah but I also love so many more things and I can at least say they're not great films because I have this other catalog of stuff that I watch that I understand like trauma movies are entertaining. And sometimes the, the stories that they're telling are great production value is horrible, (laughs) but they are sometimes good stories in there. just like any, any other Hollywood movie, you know, sometimes the production value is really good. And the story just sucks. <laughs> so my my f-
3: philosophy on movies is watch as much of everything as you can. Yeah. So you 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 actually develop a taste in things that way. Yeah. And and there's like we were talking earlier, I'm not a fan of the Fast and Furious movies, but mm-hmm. I have seen most of them and I know that I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> um but I've seen them. and i there is a couple of them i actually do enjoy i like fast five and uh whatever this is whatever six was called uh
2: Uh, fast and furious six Yeah.
3: uh like i liked those you know so it's like there might you might find things that you don't expect to like if you just like open yourself up to it yeah Yeah. i because i i like to watch you know like some like shitty like kung fu movies and stuff like that you know they're not maybe not be the best ones it's not gonna be enter the dragon or whatever yeah but like you i like watching those i like watching like uh some of those like uh gaze, like duplis brothers like indie movies and yeah like i like there's a lot of stuff out there that if and it, it like there's another a good uh sci-fi movie i just watched um indie sci-fi it's a duplis brother production it's called um uh, biosphere it's also a pretty interesting movie
2: biosphere which what year was that one made this year okay yeah, i didn't see that one cuz there's another movie called biosphere um i believe
1: it was called biosphere
3: yeah. And so it's just like, just watch everything. I don't care if you're like, oh, like, watch like the weird art house shit.
2: Oh, I was about to watch this movie the other night, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm going to check it, that one out.
3: It's good, it's weird. And if you watch that and think like, there are no original ideas
2: anymore. <laughs> you, you and I did not watch the same film. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Like I used to be that guy. I was like, Oh, there's nothing original in Hollywood anymore. And, and the, maybe if you add the word Hollywood, sometimes you can be right. You know? Yeah. But I mean, there are indie films that are made in Hollywood too. There are other orig- like, original film still made and coming out of Hollywood. Uh, but yeah, the, I, I always tell people, open up your palate, man, you got to watch more stuff and it gives you a better understanding of when you're talking about other films that you do love that, you know, aren't great. And, and you can like potentially see things in those other movies that other people didn't see. Like I've, I, you know, you, like Tivis said earlier, um, before he took off, he was talking about like the Snyder bros for a second. Like, like it's like the, they've found Snyder's movies to be like the end all be all of what DC can be. And I've like, I've seen so many movies and I'm like, that's if that's what you think the end all be all is, then I feel bad, man. Yeah.
3: My problem with the, the, the Snyder stuff is like,
2: you know, people,
3: if you love them, fine
2: dude i like them and that's the thing it's like I, I like them but i'm still not gonna be that guy who goes around saying they're they're the best thing that dc's ever done and
3: <laughs> zach snyder's a genius he's the best director it's like he's not he's kind I, of a he's kind of a a style over substance guy he thinks yeah. he's way smarter than he is
2: yeah and um and unfortunately that's kind of how i feel michael baby came Michael Bay, when he first started, like, dude, like, Bad Boys 1 was great. Then, like, he got into this, like, over glossy, shiny, like, aesthetic and then just gave up on actually caring what the movies were going to do. The Rock is also fantastic. The Rock is also a great one. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, pre-Bad Boys 2, so.
3: But, yeah, it's... And I'm not saying that if you say you love the snacks that like Zack Snyder verse, it's uh, it's a bad thing. I, I don't like it and I'm excited for what's coming more than I would be for another Snyder verse movie personally. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying. Don't pretend like this is cinema, this is like art
2: the best thing you the best thing
3: you've ever seen it's like because there are way better things out there and you just have to like
2: find it no no watch old movies and and i've talked about this in the past like say batman v superman there are some shots in there that are just beautiful shots but that's what they are they they uh out of context and everything else, it's, that's what it becomes. Because there's this shot where when Superman's in Juarez uh, in Mexico and all the people are like, you know, reaching out to him like he's a god and everything. I I still just find that to be like a beautiful shot because you can see that happening in real life, too. See, Zack Snyder's good at posing. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> he's
3: he, he's not great at writing or directing, but he's great sucker, at... Sucker Punch is a lot of posing. <laughs> <laughs> sucker punch is mainly posing and the, and then it's like a bad like uh lobotomy ending yeah <laughs> I,
2: I didn't i didn't think that um oh my dogs are going crazy that his zombie one was uh too bad it was it i, thi- was I to think i him do something that wasn't based on other people's content
3: I, I actually had a lot of fun, but I don't know if that was because that was the first original movie I saw in theaters after the theaters were opening back up mm-hmm. because I, I had seen like, cause during like the early oh, you
2: see it in theaters,
3: I did see it in theaters. Yeah. Okay. It was, it had a very short theatric run it was before like it hit Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And I went with a buddy of mine cause, and I was like, I don't even care. I'm at that point I was starving for like an original movie. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Did uh, you see the 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 prequel one that they I, did? I didn't. That is a good one if you like, you know, heist movies and stuff.
3: Was it in focus? Yes. Because and most <laughs> m- mo- most of uh, Army of the Dead or whatever the thing is called. Yeah, Army
2: of the Dead, I believe it was.
3: Uh like most of that movie is horribly out of focus. <laughs>
2: yeah and and I wonder if that's like kind of where like he was just maybe he was just practicing because they did that stupid scene the the nightmare scene in the end of his justice league cut mm. and it's like that was horrible that was that was really out of focus, and people thought it was like the most perfect I was like, nah dude, like whoever he hired he probably did himself like they just didn't give a shit. <laughs> I we're like we got to hide the bad makeup and stuff. Cause this when is I, cheap.
3: <laughs> after I, after I saw Zack Snyder's zombie movie, I called it Boca the movie because it was just like Boca to the point where it's just not in focus. Like if you, they moved like, like an inch to the right or left, they were not in focus anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't have that issue with the prequel one of it, uh, and the prequel one's not a zombie movie. So, did he? Did he shoot the
3: prequel one though? Because he was like the cinematographer for the first one. He that was like directing and, and shot himself. Um,
2: what was that movie called? I forget. It's like something, something of thieves. Army of thieves. Oh, uh, let's see here, man. Always fun doing this live, huh? <laughs> Army of Thieves. He didn't even direct it, he just wrote it. Oh, really? I thought he directed it. Maybe that's why it's better.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no, he's not even write it. It's just based on characters by him. So so he had like nothing to do with it. He was just Oh no, wait. Yeah, story by. Okay, yeah. He's on here story but all right so you're talking about the cinematographer was not him
3: yeah the first one he directed and he was the cinematographer for and i think that that was to cut down on like crew and stuff like that because he was making it in a post-covid
2: right probably cut down on the budget too
3: yeah but he's not a great cinematographer
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see here. He directed, wrote, and oh, where the heck is that? He is the cinematographer and he is the oh that's it. Oh no wait. Oh no, it's a producer. Okay, yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, Zach. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, but that the uh army of thieves is a pretty good one i I enjoyed that it's it's no oceans 11 but it's still a pretty fun heist movie for what it is
3: i do love heist movies yeah heist movies and movies about con people
2: love them there was a heist movie we watched recently that came out and it was pretty good uh but I don't remember what it was. So maybe it wasn't Not that, that good. good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that, that other, that that Outlaws movie is like a kind of like a heist comedy type stuff going in. it. It's, so that's pretty cool.
3: I like Adam Devine. So, so when I saw it, he had a new movie. I was like, I'll I probably have, check it out eventually.
2: I haven't seen him in anything in a while too. So I was like, oh, cool. He's there. It, it's a Adam Sandler produced film. Adam Sandler's not in it. Like his regulars aren't in it. His wife is in it, but you know, and no one else. So, um, you got anything else, dude, you want to go back to the strike or nah,
3: I think we pretty well covered it. I think.
2: Yeah, we got that out of our system. I want to hear everybody else's thoughts, even for the people that weren't watching along with us just uh comment on the feed anywhere that you're listening to this because I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on the strike and what they think of of uh the writers and the actors. I'm like when are the directors going to go on strike? But they already went on strike recently, so.
3: They already they already hammered out their deal, so they're yeah. they're
2: good. Oh yeah, they didn't go on strike, they did their deal.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I'm 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 curious where it all goes, dude. I'm very Watching cautiously because it can affect all of us.
3: Yeah, especially for us, you know, who work or want to work more in the industry. It's like Mm. it's going one way or the other. This is going to be a monumental time for the entertainment industry.
2: I am taking advantage. I will say this right now. I am taking advantage. I am shopping scripts at the moment. So. Don't be a scab,
3: dude.
2: Uh, they're not going to a big studio, so it's not, <laughs> not the same. And I'm not union, so.
3: But if you, if you, br- if you break, uh, strike, you will never be in the WGA. Oh yeah, no, you won't. But or the, um, SA can, or the SAG or anything. You
2: can, you can still sell your scripts out to like um, uh, indie companies right now, especially if you're not union to the non-union companies and all that. And you're you got to be very careful as to are these little companies owned by the bigger guys. That's the hardest part because, you know, Miramax used to be owned by or are they still owned by Disney? They kind of like just closed I don't, up I think. I don't
3: I don't think Miramax really exists anymore because that was yeah. Harvey Weinstein's company.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think they just dissolved it. And it went to the Weinstein brand and then whatever. Yeah. Now you can't touch any of those movies unless he signs off on it. Yeah. He still owns
3: dogma. Yep. Which is why the blu-ray for dogma
2: is like $80. Ridiculous. I keep going to pawn shops and like little like mom and pop shops me like, Hey, you guys got this blu-ray because I know it's the only way I'm getting it for like five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy
3: or, or if you go to like a garage sale and no so like oh i'm just getting rid of my old discs and it's happens to be in there and people don't l- do any research yeah but like if you're going to go online for dogma and blu-ray you're, you're going to be shelling out some serious coin
2: yeah all right well i think we're tapped out man i think Miss so, so got too. no nope. uh, appreciate everybody listening in and watching live maybe we'll do this more if you guys like it let us know in comments and stuff what's up you got something else nope you look like you're about to say something all right nope all right well with that said guys i have one quote today to read and tivis isn't here but this quote is very uh thematic said by dr ian malcolm from jurassic park of course oh <sighs> Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Life
3: uh, finds a way.
2: Hopefully, not AI (laughs) is the way. (laughs) All right, guys. Peace. Later. (laughs) You just finished another great episode of Operation Babel You can catch every episode of Operation Babble on all your audio streaming services, including SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and more. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Operation Babble. And join the conversation today by searching for the Operation Babel group on Facebook. Links also in the description. Thanks, and have a great day.